Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The Bible says, And the earth was without form and void, And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Bible says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be. And the Bible says there were lights. And God saw the light, and that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. And God called the light day, and darkness he called And the Bible says, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Hallelujah. The Lord was speaking to me about the mind and the spirit behind creation. The Bible says in Hebrews that by faith we understand. Somebody say we understand. The Bible says that through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And the Bible says, and the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. The word that do appear is present continuous. Meaning there are things that appeared last year. There are things that are appearing now. There are things that are going to appear tomorrow. There are things that are going to appear next year. Hallelujah. Now, we carry a position in God that has active participation in the appearance of things. That's called the responsibility of revelation. When God reveals himself to you, it means he says that you carry a responsibility to reveal things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people here who say, I don't know what God is going to bring tomorrow. I don't know what God is going to bring next week. I don't know. Kesarazara, whatever will be, will be. People say, I don't know what's going to happen next year. And that's understandable to your degree of interpretation. But that's not the call of the child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's not the call of the child of God. I usually tell people that this is eternal life. That we might know the one true God and his only son, Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Many times I repeat that scripture, John 17, 3, because I realize that every time I look into it, it comes with a vastness of revelation. And every time I read it, it blows me. The Bible says, it's not unto the angels that he subjected the world to come. Are you with me? He says, for unto the angels, has he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak? In other words, when God looked at the next 20 years or 30 years, he didn't put them in the hands of angels. He put them in the hands of you and I. And the Bible says, he did put the next world, the next years to come, subject to angels. That means he placed the worlds to come, but he also put them subject to certain people, to certain things. Meaning that the next 10 years, can be subject to you. Or you can be subject to the next 10 years. Or you can survive in the next 10 years. 
The next 20 years can be subject to you. Or you can be subject to them. Or you can survive in them. God has not called me. I don't know about you. You can also say it. To be a survivor. He has called me to enter a world that is subject to me. Meaning that I must have and prepare my spirit to understand that the next coming years, I'm not only going to be ready for them, they're going to be under me. In the name of Jesus. I shall be the head and not the tail. I decree and declare that you shall be the head and not the tail. That in the coming years, you shall be above and not beneath. I decree and declare that 2020 is subject to you. 2030 is subject to you. When I realized that, I understood that you can determine to touch the world until the world comes to an end. Listen, there are songs we can sing and they may never be sung the next 20 years. But there are songs that have come from the Moravian revivals. The 18 somethings. The 17 something. And every time you sing them, they come with a certain life to them. Why? Because some of these men saw something eternal. When you glimpse through eternity and cause it to be your source of inspiration, you realize that whatever appears on earth through you will exist, survive, and minister till the end of the world. Somebody say amen. amen. I have made up my mind to know that until the end of the world, my summons will be played. I don't know by who, but I'm certain by multitudes. That's me. That's my faith. You can choose. To say yes, you can choose to say no. The Bible says, be it done unto you according to your faith. So, next year is subject to you. The next 10 years are under you. But you can choose to say, ah, I don't know what's coming. Really, you don't say that. Hallelujah. Now, when you understand where I'm coming from, in a few minutes, you will realize that for so long, we've not known the truth. Because you see, under all circumstances, the Bible says you know the truth. And the truth, the Bible says, not say, make you free. It is the primary responsibility of truth to make you a life free. You're not supposed to make yourself free. You're supposed to receive truth and truth makes you free. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. So you look at the beginning of creation. I want to show you. When the Bible says in Hebrews that we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God and that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. It means that the things which do appear are made of things which you don't see. Do you understand? And therefore, procreation as a grace on every believer means that we carry the anointing and grace to create things. Do you understand? That is according to the ministration of the word of truth in our souls or our spirits. Let me give you an example. First John chapter 5, verses 20. The Bible says, and we know. Somebody say we know. We don't pray, we know. Somebody say we know. We don't hope. Somebody say we know. We don't just believe. Somebody say we know. The Bible says we know that the Son of God is come and he has given us an understanding. Oh, The Son of God has come, the Bible says, 
and he has given us an understanding. He has given you a house. That's okay. He has given you a job because the Bible says you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. He has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. But above all, I want us to first borrow the mind of John here. He says, and we know, somebody say we know, we know. Uh -huh. that the Son of God is come, comma, and has given us an understanding, comma, that we may know him that is true. Are you hearing me? He has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him, the Bible says that is true, and, comma, we are in him, that is, he didn't say, and that we are in him. No, he's not talking of the knowledge to know that you're in God. <laughs> he's not talking of the knowledge that you're in God. Uh -uh -uh. Uh -uh -uh. The Bible says, that we may know him that is what? True. And we are in him that is true. Even in his son Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that is the what? The true God and eternal life. Now let me explain that dispensation of eternal life. When the Bible says the son of God has given us an understanding. The Greek word there is dianoia. And I'm going to explain it. Dianoia. D-I-A. N-O-I-A, The Son of God is come and he has given us Dianoia. Okay? And this is what Dianoia means. Dianoia is a mind that is of the spirit to know how to think in a certain way and feel in a certain way. The Son of God is come to make us think a certain way and feel a certain way by the Spirit. Oh, that if I have a certain mind in God, that mind is to think a certain way and to feel a certain way. So, when the Son of God came, he realized to know him, I have to first make them think a certain way. Not just to think, but a certain way. Not just to feel, but a certain way. There is a way in the feeling there's a way in the thinking. We were not called to think in the gospel only. We were called to think a certain way in the gospel. We were not called to feel in the gospel only. We were called to feel in a certain way in the gospel. And the next line says that we may know him. That is true. That means if you want to know the one true God, he has to first position you in a certain thinking way. The reason why people say, ah, but I tried, but I don't know God. I read the Bible, I don't understand. It's because you think a certain way. The mind of God is in a certain way. I'll give you an example. Somebody with a stomach ache or headache, come. Yes, I want to show you something. What are you feeling, headache or stomach ache? Stomach. How long has it been? Today. Okay. Now, I want you to close your eyes. Now, I want you to observe this, okay? You see, I've not laid a hand on him. Do you understand? I've not laid a hand on him. Somebody might think that to get disease out of a man, I need to lay a hand. 
That's your thinking. It's not the way of the Spirit. Do you understand? Somebody might think that to get disease out of a man, I must say something. Because the Bible says, you will say. Somebody was praying and say, how do we pray? When you pray, say. So, if you don't say, you're not praying. But it's because that's his understanding of saying. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Brother, get up. Are you feeling any pain? It has gone. Totally. You may be seated. Totally. You see, now, I said something. But none of you heard me. But you can assume that I didn't say nothing. Because your interpretation of saying is seeing my physical lips moving and the voice coming out of me. Do you understand? And that is why sometimes, sadly, the church becomes religious than revelational. Because we have learned a certain pattern of things and we think that those things in their own sense define our relationship with God. Do you understand? Dianoia means that God wants to switch your way of thinking to the way he thinks and your way of feeling to the way he feels. It is the mind of the spirit having a way of thinking and feeling. It has a way it thinks. You have a way you feel. If you don't think the right way or feel the right way, you cannot know God. That is why in Acts 17, 26 says, I've made of one blood all nations. The Bible says that they should dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Not physical only, but spiritual habitations too. God has given us spiritual places where we exercise spiritual influence. Some people think that's just the physical boundaries that you live in Uganda. No, 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 no. You're past Uganda. The influence on you goes beyond Uganda. Somebody say amen. The Bible says, and his name was voiced abroad. Voiced. 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 You see? So, when the Bible says he has made one blood all nations of all men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined the times, that is your timing in the spirit, and the bounds of their habitation, and the Bible says that they should seek the Lord. You see, they're seeking. If happily, the Bible says, they might feel after him. Then what? Find him. If you don't feel after God, you cannot find him. But I seek God, I fast and pray, yes. But you must feel a certain way after him. When you feel after, you'll find him. You will find him. So, it's important for a man to have a certain state of feeling and thinking a certain way. Let me give you an example. Why do you think I began from Genesis? I'll explain why I began from Genesis. There are two things that seem alike, but they are not. And I pray you follow me very well. There's a difference between the power of his word and the word of his power. Are you hearing me? They all seem like they're the same, but they're different. If I say something with my lips, and then it comes to pass, that's the power of my word. You understand? But the power upon me can say something 
without me saying. And then it gets into a man's stomach and heals it. So you say, but he said nothing. Yes, that is the difference between the power of my words and the words of my power. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 3. Let's read. The Bible says, and being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his passion, the Bible says, he upholds all things by the word of his power. He upholds, he keeps everything in control by the word of his power. He doesn't keep everything in control only by the power of his words. Some people think Jesus controls the earth by confessing every time. Now they'll not fall, they'll stand. No, 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 no. No, the Bible says he upholds all things by the rhema of his dunamis. For example, I have a conscience that I don't get sick. I don't need to confess it. That's the rhema of the dunamis in me. Every morning it is fresh. I'm not conscious of it. I don't need to say it every day. But if I say it, it will come with the power. But even if I don't say it, the power has it. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Even if I don't say it, the power in me has that word. For the Bible says the word is nigh It is that word in your mouth, the word which we speak. I don't need to say certain things to cause change. Because I know another way to say without saying. And it is in the power which is in me. Now to him which is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Listen, now read that scripture very well. Read the Amplified. Now listen, he says, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, I see, he's able to carry out, this is things happening without you saying anything. He's able to carry out his purpose and do, the Bible says, superabundantly, far over, Above all that we dare to ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers. Even when you say I can pray, there's a place where you can end to pray and it still says I want to do something out of you. It's infinitely above the highest prayer you could ever make. That's why I worry about you. Because how can you continue hearing these things and stand no more? How? Listen, if you're talking of prayer speech, you can pray and speak and get tired of speaking. And still the dunamis in you has a certain rhema. See, that is why when he's defining the kingdom of God in the dispensation of truth, he says it's like yeast. Yeast doesn't need to say anything. Yeast does not need to say anything. That is why I'm cautious that all my neighbors are healthy because of me. It's not a prayer. I don't pray for the health of my neighborhood. No. I'm cautious in my spirit. When the Bible says he will never let his righteous see corruption. See corruption. Do you understand? It means I'll never see you having an accident with my eyes. That's corruption. I will never see you fail. I will not. I don't anticipate it. See, that's the way I think. 
I don't anticipate that you will fail. In my head, I don't pray that you don't fail. It's not a confession before God to tell them, God, I pray you'll make them stand. Nada. No, not at all. In my head, I'm truly conscious of my spirit that you cannot fail. If you fail, it is because you opposed yourself. The spirit of God refuses us to strive. And I've seen it many times in the mind of religious Christians. The Bible says that the servant of God must not, even in prayer, you must not strive. Even in ministry, you must not strive. Even in business, you must not, oh, now we tried, we did it 20 years, that is why I've missed. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to strive. Tell your neighbor you're not supposed to strive. Things are supposed to come easy. Somebody was saying, in this world, you have to strive and work harder and work harder. What did Jesus do? Okay, if you want to do it harder, do it harder. For us, we choose the easy way. Let me tell you, the moment a man starts to complicate the gospel, he's corrupting. That's why the Bible says that they've been corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. The gospel is supposed to be simple. 1 Corinthians 11.3. He says, by fear, at least by any means, as the serpent beguiled it through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. It doesn't mean that it's not deep. It's just deeply simple. <laughs> or simply deep. God is bottomless. But in everything we access in him, there ought to be a simplicity. And I pray upon your life. I don't know why I feel convicted to say this. That things will happen easy, quicker, and simple for you. I say it again. That things will happen quickly, simply, and easy for you. In Jesus' mighty name. That you will not struggle. That you will not struggle. That you will not struggle. Jesus, the servant of God must not strive. But the Bible says, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach. Patient. Uh-huh. In meekness, the Bible says, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging, the epignosis of the truth, uh-huh, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. And that last line cuts me so deep. He says, who are taken captive by him at his will. There are people in this world, the devil now can wake up and say, I'm going to kill you. And they're dead. They're living by the devil's mercy. Now if the devil even has mercy. No, seriously. Captive at his own will. Like he can decide and say, on Tuesday night I'm coming and there's nothing in the world you can do. Nothing whatsoever. Yes, nothing. There are people like that. The devil right now can make something in his life and mess him up tonight. If the devil says, I'm coming at 3 a.m., he will come at 3 a.m. and mess that person up. And there's nothing that person can do. Nothing. Nothing. Even if he says, I'm not going to fail, they'll fail. Even if they confess, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, I'll get married, they'll grow older. In the name of Jesus, I decree, I'm going to get business, the business fails. In the name of Jesus, my ministry, it just fails. Why? Because they are under a sudden captivity at a will of the devil. That's not supposed to be the life of a child of God. When you decree a thing, it must be established. That was a promise from God. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So, there is a conscience in me that cannot sink corruption. 
Somebody came and told me, ah, there's a church member, they are worse, they are doing this and that. I told them, don't worry. If they're our church member, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Ah, but Apostle, why do you say that? You see, I cannot explain to you why I'm saying it. But they'll be okay. They'll be okay. I am sure they will be okay. Do you understand? Even if I didn't say it, they would still be okay. Because it's inside their power, that anointing inside my spirit and yours. So when he says, for example, that this goes beyond your wildest prayers, your dreams, infinitely beyond your highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams, and it's inside your spirit, and it's working. There is a workable experience producing substance physically, but it's not subject to what you even say. He's entirely subject to the anointing in you because the anointing in you can release certain rema without you saying. Uh, 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 I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. What is inside you can say without you saying. So that is the essence of yeast. He says that the kingdom of God is likened unto yeast. You say, which a woman took, eating three measures in the meal, till the whole lamp was leavened. The whole meal was leavened. The whole of it. In other words, for me to cause change, I don't need to say. I just need to think a certain way. And I just need to feel a certain way. I think a certain way. I feel a certain way. According to the mind and the spirit of truth. And I cause change around me. That is why me, I'm conscious. People who live around me don't fall sick. It's my conscience. People around me can't fail, even if they try. It's not pride. I'm conscious. I'm conscious. I'm conscious. I'm set to think a certain way. That's the setting in my configuration. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen. When you understand that, you'll enter a company and it starts making profit. I tested it when I was banking. I said, I saw God doing things. I saw God doing things. There was a time as a branch manager, one day business just chose to come. I didn't. <laughs> and that's why I had to quit, because it was unfair. Guys were going in the market to look for business. For me, business was in the market looking for me. <laughs> it was so unfair. And I performed. And after performing well, I quit. I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. Because some of you are resorting to hard work and it has its place. But only if grace is laboring in you. <laughs> if you lose the place of grace, it doesn't matter how long you work, you will be found and overtaken. And that is the truth. That is the truth. That is the truth. See, I have to think in my head that I'm deep. Before somebody tells me, Apostle Grace, you're deep, I must think it. I have to think a certain way. Because you see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God loves working with people when he's happy. If you want to keep God happy, you must set your mind a certain way. Deliberately. So, before you define me, I define myself. It doesn't mean I don't go through stuff. I do. But even in the middle of that stuff, I still tell myself, I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger than this. 
I am bigger than this. I am bigger than this. I am bigger than this. Why? Because greater is he which is in me than the devil in the world. He that began a good work in me shall see to accomplishment the day of Christ. For he is able to keep till the day of Christ. When I committed to him my life, I am certain that he keeps me. That's why when Peter is talking about the brethren, he speaks of them which are kept by the power of God. I'm kept by the power of God. I'm kept by the power of God. Through what? Through faith. And to salvation. Because that pattern of believing is what saves you. If you think you're going to fail, you will fail. I promise you, darling. If you think that this is not working, it will not work. If you think your wife is funny, she'll stay funny. Think your husband is funny, he will be. Because that's the way you've set your life to be. Hallelujah. So that's why the Bible says, when it comes to upholding things, because God needs a constant life of things in the right order. You understand? When you need to have a constant line of things in the right order, you need to use the word of the power. The rhema of the power. Go back to Genesis. He says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And he says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And the third verse says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Now, one time the Spirit of the Lord led me to study that scripture, and here is what amazed me. If God said, let there be, and light wasn't, who was he speaking to? Come on. He says, let there be. That means there is nothing. So, light is not responding to his instruction. Because it's not there. So, when he says, let there be light. And there was light. You understand? You're going to be shocked. When I read the Hebrew, original, before even the translation of the Septuagint, it read like, let there be light, and there was light, were the same thing. They were the same statements. That means that the command also came with the affirmation and confirmation and fulfillment. So to God, let there be and there was are the same things. But when he says let there be, there must be. But mark you, he wasn't speaking to anyone to respond to create. He wasn't instructing anyone. Because there was no entity present to respond to that voice and execute his mind. So when I went into it, I realized actually the Hebrew statement there is, it is light. You understand? It went into the substance of the faculty of God's thinking. And by the time he sought it, it already become. Now, the translator says, he said, meaning that the thought pattern of God carries both the ability, the willingness of his mind to create something. It sets forth every material and skill necessary to execute and create. Therefore, according to the right rendering, it should be, it is light. 
Imagine, this is God. Then he says, light. It's up to light. It's up to light to say, this is what he means. It's not up to. And light cannot say, I've refused. Because he has defined it. It is light. The process of God thinking it starts to create it. And then he saw. <laughs> and it was good. You know, the scriptures can confuse when you don't understand the mind. Some of you have read Psalms 33, 9. You know, it says he spoke the word, created the world by his word, by his mouth. For he spake and it was done and he commanded and it stood. You see, if you read it from that perspective, you might think that it was a physical voice that created the earth. No. The mind of God is simple. He just starts to think something. And then it starts to make itself. You understand? That is why he has a problem with double-minded people. Because they frustrate the design of creation. You just frustrate the design of creation. The pattern of creation. It says, let there. It is. When he got to man, he said, wait a minute. It is not man. Uh-uh. He went deeper. He said, it is not man. He says, let us, Elohim, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, create a certain guy who is like us. Let us create something. And then it's like us. It thinks. And creation processes. Because its thought is its saying. And its saying carries the power to start creating. You remember in Genesis 11, when we were talking about the people who were building the Tower of Babel? Now let's read verse 1. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. You can have the same language but different speech. You can have the same speech but different language. He's talking about the same language and of the same speech. You understand? And then he goes down and he says, it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. And they said to themselves, let us make brick, burn them thoroughly. And they had a brick for stone and slime. And they said, go, let us build us a city and a tower whose stop may reach unto the heavens. They were like him. So the moment they say we are building something that goes to heaven, they've already built it. Before they even put their hand to the plow, they've already built it. That is why he says, these people, in the later verses, and the Lord said, behold, these people is what? Now read the language. Read the language. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And he says, and now nothing will be restrained to them which they have imagined. Imagine, Panero. He says, nothing. Okay. Imagine what? 
me that's what I'm imagining now. You can imagine something. Come on. Help me. He says, nothing they imagined is restrained. Now, the word there for restrained, let me read for you the Hebrew. Listen. Restrained. Fenced off. Fortified. Inaccessible. <laughs> nothing they imagined will be inaccessible. So access is here. He says nothing will be fortified or cut off or made inaccessible. And the third definition is whether it's secrets, mysteries, things substantive. Nothing can be withheld from them. The moment they imagine, they've started creation. Because they are like him. <laughs> they are like him. They are like him. The moment you start to think a certain way, you become it. Without even prayer and fasting. It's like, if you feel you're not beautiful, nobody is going to make you beautiful. I swear. Better encourage yourself <laughs> in the Lord. Redeem the time. Because by the time you get it, you might be 50. So by the time the guy comes and says, man, you're beautiful, tell me, uh, <laughs> I made it happen. I made it happen. That's me. Back in those days, I used to have groups of friends. <laughs> they used to call themselves millionaires. They used to put on very tight, skinny suits. And then they walk when their legs are a bit crossed like this. They say, we're millionaires. And I never used to put on suits. I looked over the years and I realized these guys are not millionaires. Some of them are not. It's because even if they convince themselves, your ministry can fail if you think the wrong thoughts. Your marriage can fail if you think the wrong thoughts. It's not in the power of him to change your heart. It's in the power of you to think the right thoughts if you want to see God. Your business can sink. It's not in the power of that business to stand or in the power of the economy to sustain it. It's in the thought here. Why do you not kill here? I can't die. Remember the Shunammite woman? Her child is dead. Elisha sends the servant and tells him, go check out. Is it well with thee? Is it well with your son and your husband? And the lady said, yes, it is well. But the kid is dead. The kid is dead. She said, don't even tell me, oh, mama. Runs it today. That's the way they do it. I'm told these days they pay some people to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God tells you, you can access anything. You can access anything. But you have to learn to think a certain way. What about feeling a certain way? Let's talk about feeling. Physical feeling. Somebody wakes up and then they feel headache. And the Bible says that none among them shall say, I am sick. You understand? So how can I say I'm not sick when I'm feeling pain except if I have to force myself to feel a certain way? Then you walk out with pain in your head but feeling fresh. When you feel headache, you have to start feeling okay. 
It pounds. Bah! You say that's it. It's working. It's working. It's working. Remember the time when I used to have a funny sickness? And every time I'd feel pain, I'd clap my hands and say, man, thank you, Lord. I'm healthy. I said, I'm not saying it to become it. No. I have to force myself to feel a certain way. The body will follow later. Because if I mess up that part and I live after the flesh, he says, if you live after the flesh, listen to the word. He says, you will surely. It's not a hope. There's a version that says surely. For if you live according to the dictates of the flesh, he says, you will as in God is sure. Ah. Sure. You're going to die. Somebody just get to a point and says, oh, 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 oh. Surely. You'll walk in a wheelchair. Surely. Surely. It's okay. For some time. But you will surely. Surely. Surely die. It's like why some of you are not rich. Some of you. I didn't say all of you. Majority of us are. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat of the good of the land. You can be obedient and give your tithes and fast fruits and offering. That's wonderful. But the path there for willingness is the mind to start feeling rich. You feel rich. You start walking. You have the feeling. You feel. One time I found a church member and I started to pronounce righteousness on them. I said, Mugaga, meaning rich man, how are you? He says, ah, come on, Apostle, Apostle, come on, what are you? Oh, ah. Mugaga, chi. I said, yeah, I now understand. The moment somebody says, hey, rich woman, say, yeah, 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 that must be me. Cannot be anybody else. Even if they say, Mugaga, you respond. Maybe they are calling another one. I don't care. You respond, say yes. If you feel like you're a man of God, how are you a woman of God? And somebody says, woman of God, don't think they're meaning the one who is more anointed. No, turn and say yes. Yes. You're meaning her. Oh, ah, sorry. Feel rich. Feel wise. Feel anointed. Feel established. Feel increased. Feel beautiful. Feel handsome. Feel promoted. Feel, feel. Tell your neighbor, feel, 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 feel. Feel. Say, feel. nickel in the pocket but it's not a feeling it's a way of feeling are you hearing me you may not have a house or a car but it's not a thought it's the way you think the son of God has given us a way of thought and a way of understanding that we might know him it's the only way we can know him you will start to see God 
when you start thinking a certain way I'm not conscious of disease I'm not conscious of weakness I'm not conscious that you can listen to me and just go and fail you can't you can't you can't you can't when you leave the country and God prospers you you live stream even if you say I'm not going to live stream you find yourself live streaming why Are you creating something? Then you find somebody. They come and say, man of God, pray for me. I failed to get married. And I realize there is no prayer to get married for such a woman. The prayer for such a woman is to think the right way. Who told you? Who told you? Oh, I'm suffering. Who told you? Because you don't have money in your pocket. The son of God sits confident without money and taxes come and he's not running away. He's doing his own business. And Peter comes to him and tells the man of God, they want taxes. He says, go to the fish. And when you're getting, don't only get for me only, also for yourself. And he's sure that the coin must appear I don't know how let me tell you a mystery man of God when you enter the life of the spirit everything you turn to must provide to your thoughts I repeat everything you turn to must provide according to your thoughts the Bible says one day Jesus, the Bible says, he goes to a tree, a fig tree. And he was hungry. But this life didn't give a damn whether it was the season for fruit or it wasn't. What mattered was that the man was hungry. He went to a tree. And the Bible says, he came. If only he might find. But the fact that he is expecting to find. The tree better put itself in order. If you're expecting a hundred million dollars now, the economy better start to put itself in order. It's not your problem. Read the scriptures. And when he came to it, he found what? For the time of figs was not what? Next verse. And he answered. Because it meant it spoke. It meant it spoke. When it turns to it. And it refuses. Meaning when it turned. There was an instruction. For that tree. To produce fruit. And it said no. And he answered it. He gave it an answer. He said he answered it. And said unto it. No man. It's of thee after forever how can you talk to me you're supposed to just respond you're not supposed to talk oh you don't understand what I'm saying money answer it it was not the time for fix 
the son of man could have said, oh God, could have said, ah, no, it's not your time. So it's understandable. No excuse. When I turn to eat, it must make me rich. I know people can say the stocks exchange market is bad, but if I invest in it, Oh, Ugandan churches. People don't attend service. If I start a service, it's the problem for the nation. See, you remember in Genesis when he tells the man the land shall not yield its fruit? It means it's possible for the land to yield. Uganda just loves you, the land. You understand? Sometimes it even rains for you. You're not in the mood, you're doing your own business. And then things, oh, oh. And when thou tillest ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. Why? Because you are a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. That means that if you're a child of God, the earth has to yield to you her strength. The earth literally has to be seen exercising force to bless you. The ground has to become stressed to feed you. Literally, it has to lose peace until a certain fruit comes out for your eating. Somebody say, Uganda yields to me. Uganda yields her strength to me. Let me tell you, even if you live in a sad world and they say that's the poorest country in the world, eh? it will heap all its wealth on you. And if you want to make it rich, it's up to you. So, I would have said, but God, it was unfair to cast the tree. Yes, it was unfair not to respond to him the right way. That was its error. It wasn't God's error. No, everything I turn to, everything I put my hands on, it must be a success. Why? Because by the time I thought it, the creative force had happened. Learn to think a certain way. 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 Learn to feel a certain way. Oh, boy, I feel blessed. Boy, I feel anointed. I feel so full. It's not a positive statement. It's the word of his power. I feel I'll make it. I feel that I'll live long. I feel that I'm a success. I just feel it. I don't know how. I feel that I have the biggest ministry on the face of the earth. Even you, you can say, there's enough space for all of us men of God. Claim your portion. I just feel it. I feel that I'm favored. I just feel it. I just feel it. That on the face of this earth, there's a funeral home. It's somewhere. I just feel it. It's beyond whether you decide to give or not. It is there somewhere. I just feel it. I just feel it. I just feel it that we're a model. That men will look at us and learn how to build ministry. Me, I feel it. You can claim it with me and we enjoy this. Or you can hate. But that's what I feel. I feel that you guys are going so far. I don't think that you'll fail. I don't think that you'll die early. I don't think that you're poor. I think that you've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. You're enriched in all things. In utterance, 
you come short. That's what I think in no gift. Even as the testimony of Christ is manifested through you. That is what I think. I think that he began a good work in you. And he shall see the accomplishment of the day of Christ. I feel that he's the author and the finisher of your faith. I feel it. I think it every day. That the lines are fallen unto you in pleasant places. And you have a goodly heritage. Whether it is prophesied in your life or it is not prophesied in your life. I think it. And I feel it. Now I'm prophesying it. Oh yeah, say something. Cancer in the heart of a man is as deep waters. But only that man with understanding can throw it out. Say something. Say something. Think a thought. Think a thought. Listen. Where do you see yourself next year? Where do you think yourself next week? Where do you think yourself next month? I don't care about the government. I don't care about your job. I don't care about your income, your status, your story. Your education background, your marital status, your serial status. I don't think it. I mean, this is beyond all of that. It's here. It's here. It's here. This is my father's word. Are you thinking it? You will not fail in this world. You will not fail in this world. And to my listening ears, oh, Yeah. 
speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. He sees my father's this upon your life you'll not struggle in this world the worlds to come are subject to you the governments to come are subject to you the institutions of this world listen to you you're bigger than the armies of this world you're bigger than the economies of this world you're more influential than the idols of this world you're more inspirational than the stars of this world for greater is he which is in you than the devil in the world I think that you're the head and not the tail that is my way I feel that you're changing this world it's only a matter of time the ground is breaking in the name of Jesus and it's waiting for you creation groans for your manifestation find peace dear child of God Find rest, child of God, for all is well with you. For he who began a good work in you is accomplishing it to the day of Christ. For he's the author and the finisher of your faith. Go home happy. It doesn't matter what you have. Go home excited. Celebrate him. Be fully persuaded that God is the ruler of all. If you're here and you say I'm not born again but I want to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior say Lord Jesus I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you died and rose again and from today you're both Savior and Lord of my life Amen The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International for more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.